Hello, and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information services provider for emerging markets executives. We partner with business leaders at over 200 multinationals by providing them with research analytical tools and data that help power their emerging market business strategies. The focus of today's podcast is FSG's quarterly view on managing currency volatility in emerging markets. My name is Richard Leggett, and I'm the CEO of Frontier Strategy Group. Joining me for today's conversation is Sam Osborne, practice leader of Global Analytics and the author of our latest Global FX quarterly report. As a reminder, this research and all of our content is available via our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com or via our iPad application. Please contact your FSG account manager if you've misplaced your login credentials. Sam, welcome. Thanks, Rich. Great to be here. Uh, If I could, I'd like to structure our discussion into three broad sections. First, I'd like to discuss overarching themes that uh, you're tracking in terms of emerging market currency volatility. And then second, I'd like to discuss our currency outlook and maybe highlight a couple of areas where we may differ from the consensus. And then finally, I'd like to wrap up by discussing the strategies and actions that our clients can take in their businesses. So if that's okay with you, I'll get right into it. Last year, currency volatility cost U.S.-based multinationals in emerging markets approximately $18 billion. Now, not only can that hugely disrupt internal operations and business partners, but it can also turn an emerging market success story into an earnings disappointment. What, in your view, Sam, are the key drivers of this increased volatility? Yeah, this is an important distinction we need to make because a lot of the perception out there is that the drivers of these currency volatility is a result of emerging market underperformance. And when we look at the macroeconomic fundamentals, those can play a part. But the real trigger here behind the currency volatility are shifting portfolio foes. So what we see is capital is being reallocated away from emerging markets more towards developed markets, particularly what you see in the United States. And you're talking about investment capital. That's exactly right. And what we're seeing is the United States Federal Reserve decision to taper its asset buying program is having massive implications for the relative risk return payoff, particularly when you're looking at evaluating emerging markets. So what we're seeing here is that the tide is beginning and has shifted away from emerging markets toward developed markets as now these safer investments are beginning to have higher returns and the risk return payoff makes it less attractive now for global investors to put capital into emerging markets. And so how does that ultimately then affect the business performance in emerging markets? Because that's one is a capital investment, almost a financial investment, and the other is actual business investment. Yeah, that's exactly right. And an important distinction is, and these are the portfolio flows. These are the ones that are going back and forth, you know, on a daily or weekly basis. And what we see is that a lot of these emerging markets are heavily dependent on this foreign capital for growth. So now that this capital has been sucked out of emerging markets and is being more drawn into the developed markets, you see that economies with particularly fragile state of economies, whether they have large current account deficits, whether they have high levels of external debt, are unable to use that foreign capital to meet their growth projections and their growth potential. Okay, and we'll get into sort of the winners and losers based on that. But before we do that, I just had, you know, just a, an overarching question, which is, is this here to stay? And is currency volatility a problem for all the emerging markets? Or do you see it being confined to some very specific markets? So we expect, you know, within 2014, in the short to medium term, in the next 12 to 18 months, that in fact, currency volatility is here to stay. Now, a lot of what this is a result of and what the volatility is being derived from is these decisions from developed market monetary policies out of their central banks. So particularly in the United States, 
we're seeing that as the Fed continues to taper and as expectations around when the benchmark interest rate could be raised from the United States Federal Reserve, this is leading to a lot of you know, jittery investors and a lot of volatility in emerging markets. So we do think that these monetary policy decisions is going to lead currency volatility to stay. And in terms of the sort of overarching theme is, is this for all emerging markets? It's absolutely not. It's more of an isolated situation for those emerging markets with fragile macroeconomies. So let's talk about who those are and kind of the, the ones that are most at risk and the ones that you see are more insulated. Absolutely. And the ones that we see are most at risk, and you can see a lot of monikers for them in the media, whether it's the fragile five, but what they all have in common is that there are very underlying fundamentals that are worrisome for investors. Number one, large current account deficits. And number two, what we see is high short-term external debt. So can they pay back their debt? So markets with liquidity risk, and we see markets, markets such as Turkey, such as Ukraine, such as Argentina, even markets such as Russia or South Africa, with worrisome levels of either debt or current account imbalances as the ones who are going to experience the highest levels of volatility. With that said, the other side of the coin is looking at markets such as China or Mexico, some of the few emerging markets that are forecasted to appreciate against the US dollar in 2014. We see much stronger structural foundations in terms of their growth projections, as well as limited dependence and vulnerability to these shifting portfolio flows. Before we get into uh, our view in terms of the currency volatility and just uh, forecasts against consensus. I guess one last question just on the duration of of this period of volatility. Obviously, there's the carry trade, which we're seeing play out. But at at some point, this this sort of cycles through and we get into a a, a sort of a, a normalized cycle. When do you see that happening? Or do you see that happening? Yeah, absolutely. And you're exactly right. You know, the unwinding of the, the, the carry trade, particularly through the Japanese yen, you know, has been happening a lot in recent months, which is a big driver of the volatility, you know, and I would say in terms of restabilizing to a baseline. We're looking at about, you know, beginning of 2015. Our expectation is that the Fed will be done tapering its asset program. And then it's all about the market's perception of when the interest, the benchmark interest rate hike would happen. And there should be much more clarity in terms of the state of the U.S. economy, what that means for the interest rate hike, and resulting stability in terms of expectations around the emerging market currency movements. Okay. So you make the point, this is kind of the new normal, at least for the foreseeable future. Correct. So let's now turn to FSG's view on emerging market currency. And we've seen significant depreciation really starting last summer. And then we saw another sort of uh, step down starting last December. Uh, Do we expect this trend to continue, worsen, or stabilize? Yep. A depreciation trend. That's exactly right. In terms of our overarching consensus view is that FSG believes that emerging market currencies are going to depreciate more than what consensus forecasts are projecting. And there are a number of reasons for that. And in terms of some of the examples that we're looking at, you can see in you know markets that have actually experienced this depreciation, markets such as South Africa, as Indonesia, a lot of forecasts are projecting those to recover fairly strongly. But we're looking at the economic fundamentals here. And what we see is that these depreciations are not necessarily over. So you look at a market such as Indonesia or in you know, sub-Saharan Africa, looking at Southern Africa or Nigeria, the recoveries 
that are projected for some of these markets, we don't believe will be as strong due to their underlying economic weakness. FSG is obviously only one voice amongst uh, very many with regards to the outlook for these currencies. And so it's one area where there is generally a pretty good consensus. And I, I guess if you were looking across the consensus views as an overarching theme, you just said that FSG is probably a bit more pessimistic about depreciation. But are there specific markets you would highlight where the FSG view might be contrarian to the consensus view in either direction? And if so, which are those and, and where are they? I would say we're most contrarian looking at Russia. In particular, now obviously there's a lot of volatility surrounding the Crimean crisis, which is going to make you know projecting the currency movements more difficult uh, as the political risk premium there heightens. But the ruble is still forecasted to appreciate, and what we are anticipating is that softening energy prices, the weak economic growth, and the political risk all point towards a more depreciating ruble. And you know that's one example. We think you know in Brazil. We see the real is going to actually depreciate more than what consensus forecasts are predicting because of the the tapering of quantitative easing, the recent credit downgrade that we saw in Brazil. A number of factors that I would say were most contrarian uh, on markets such as Brazil, such as Russia, and as well as Thailand, which we've seen appreciating forecasts as consensus. Uh, However, as long as there's this political turmoil sort of rocking the economy, we don't expect the bot to recover uh, much at all. Great. Watching the time here, I just want to get to our final topic, which is really about strategies and actions that our clients can take to manage this, uh, as you call it, new normal. You make the point that currency is not simply just the responsibility of corporate treasury, which I think is conventional wisdom, but that there are very specific actions and strategies our clients can take. Um, So let's start first. What what are some of those strategies? Yeah, absolutely. And the way that we'd like to advise our clients as they think about this issue is that you want to define your objective for managing currency volatility. And we like to segment this into two main options, whether you'd like to really minimize your short-term risk and focus on margin or maximize the opportunity that's embedded within this volatility and focus on improving your market share. And some of the options really span the gamut of how high risk your organization can be in terms of the tolerance for these types of strategic initiatives. But we see everything from changing payment terms to structuring option-based contracts, providing working capital and local currency as some of the more margin-oriented strategies, all the way to you know completing a strategic acquisition, going more local in terms of production, or even taking a net directional financial viewpoint in terms of ways that you can improve your market share through a higher risk, higher return strategy. So the risk and the return uh, often depends on your overarching corporate objective for these markets, as well as your willingness to uh, potentially do something that could be viewed as incredibly risky, like making an acquisition or doing something contrarian, like setting up local operations, despite the fact that you're seeing currency uh, volatility and underlying fundamental weakness potentially in a market. Absolutely. I mean, you know, to be frank, we also see this as a tremendous opportunity, particularly when we look at completing a strategic acquisition. Valuations are at historic lows in a lot of emerging markets, combined with the fact that you do have these currency devaluations, as well as the credit issues in these local markets. All this combination of factors creates somewhat of a perfect storm for a lot of these local companies to want to sell. So this is an area that we think a lot of our clients are going to look to be able to gain additional market share through currency volatility. In the analysis that you recently released, you provide a powerful case study on improving working capital efficiency as one strategy. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And I thought maybe if you could take a couple of minutes and just share some of the the highlights, you know, set up the case and then some of the highlights. Yeah, absolutely. And what we highlighted was really six strategies 
for improving working capital collections efficiency and improving your ability to work with local partners. So all of the working capital strategies really fall under those two umbrellas. And you know, internally, being able to think about such ideas as prioritizing your receivables instead of based on age, based off of risk and value instead of the traditional way that a lot of treasuries prioritize receivables, which is just how old are they? Another strategy thinks about focusing on how you can work with your local teams by potentially providing a shared IT platform, by able to think about how you're actually understanding and analyzing inventory by providing a demand forecasting tool. A lot of these different studies that we have taken on our clients have thought about the unique ways that you need to cater your operations to emerging markets in order to minimize the impact of currency volatility, much more of which information is included in the report. Sam, I want to thank you for the great insights. Uh, This is a report and an analysis we do on a quarterly basis, and we look forward to having a continued conversation on this as the year unfolds. And as a reminder, you can access this report, you can speak with Sam, and you can access all of FSG's content via our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com or via the FSG iPad application. This concludes our podcast, and we wish you great outperformance across your emerging market portfolio.